0: Welcome to the Breaks Radio.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned in to another episode of the Breaks Radio be real excel as king should uh your boy is back johnny is back i know y'all missed me uh but i'm joined by my two brothers my co-host was good y'all oh
2: what's going on this is ralph what's going on this is hayes man i'm re- i'm I'm really looking forward to talking what we got on the docket for today man
1: yeah man so before we get started i personally want to shout out james bico for filling in for me last week he did an amazing job the episode was dope um so shout out to him I appreciate you, and uh, yeah, hopefully he'll he'll be back on soon. If somebody else is on vacation or something, maybe he'll fill in for one of y'all. <laughs> but, uh, all right, so let, let's get straight to it. So, Hulu. Hulu has ordered um, a scripted show that details the rise of the Wu-Tang Clan. Now, I read this, and I thought to myself, I think Hulu and Netflix, one of these streaming platforms, would be the perfect place for these because... Wu-Tang kind of raw like they're kind of raw so they need to they need to be able to cuss they need to be able to show the type of scenes they need Apple would not be a good place for this at all um so what do you I guess my question is what do you guys really want to see from this series
0: um well my my thing is as long as you know Wu-Tang has a hand in it I have no problem with it right because I think uh RZA's producing it or something to that extent um what i want to see uh the raw the uncut the gritty like i want to see everything i want the behind the scenes i want to know you know the 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 you know the rise of everything you know to see how everything just kind of comes together that makes you appreciate you know their reign a little bit more when you kind of get that backstory thanks yeah Great.
2: along those lines too i would i would you know i mean i think i don't know we've never had this discussion but the best hip-hop film documentary whatever you want to call uh well film I guess biopic was definitely straight out of Compton for me like and I want I would want to see that same thing I want to see how they came together as a group the creation of the music like I want to see a recreation of that energy but then I also want to see the drama like because we all look at Wu-Tang as like they've always been looked at as a collective and even when they did have their little in and out thing they still were very much together but I want to see how that went down and I want to see that uh
1: that interworking of of the groups and the dynamic in that sense, I agree. I, I think it would be dope. So because this is a a series and not like a movie, um, I would like to see episodes that focus on each each individual member. So episode on Method Man, episode on Riza, episode on you God, and then somehow combine them all to like the then the few ep- the next few episodes how they all came together. Yeah. Like I guess e- how they individually came up and then how they all met. Like I think that'll be dope. Maybe season one could be them individually. Season two, if the, you know, if this is a thing, this is just me speculating. Season yeah. two, how they came together and how they actually became the Wu Tang Clan. How they came up with the name and the logo and all that good stuff. I I think that'll be dope. I think it's dope that Hulu's doing this. Well, yeah,
0: it it probably depends on well, like like we know some Wu members that have their hand in it, right? But it depends on. How they want to focus the story because, like, let's just use straight out of Compton as, you know, the bar, right? Everybody didn't get shot. We didn't know what the fuck Yellow was doing. We didn't know what Ren was doing. True. We only focused on, like, certain, certain key players in the game. And honestly, Wu Tang members got way more members than NWA. So who are we really (laughs) going to focus on, right? Obviously, you're definitely going to get a lot of ODB. I would assume yeah. Yeah. you're going to get some method. You're going to get some ghost. You're going to get some Ray. You're going to get some brizzle. Now for the rest of them niggas, <laughs> it might get a little sketchy. You know what I'm saying? Now this is a, I'm assuming it's a docu-series and not just, you know, one long, you know, yeah. Yeah. so like to Johnny's point, it makes sense, but from I guess an entertainment standpoint, like you, you want more eyes on it. You're going to have to focus on like the, the, the people that shined out of the group. I'm not going to say who's the star and who's not. Well, obviously, I just did. Who said who's the
2: star? But never mind. I was about to say, you totally just did. But yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I
0: know I just did.
2: (laughs) The the best way I can compare it to, and and Ralph, I don't don't know. I know Johnny probably seen it or not, but like with the TV series Marvel's Runaways, Mm -hmm. they had like each episode, well, not every episode, but they had episodes that focus more so on each member of the Runaways. And then you got, when they finally came together, so I would like to see something like that. Yeah, it's a lot of members, and you're not going to get the level of detail for every single one. Before those main ones, I I, I would like to see those specific episodes. Um, and I want to see the the thing with Wu Tang. Wu Tang means so much to hip hop, and it's such a big group. Like I hope that they go in it and not expect to fit it all in one season, because then I feel like you're really going to have to cut out a lot. Right, right. I feel right. like at least two. Maybe even three, but at least two for sure. I hope they're going in with the mindset that there's going to be two seasons of this.
1: This may be boring to the masses, but what I think is how I said, it, like each episode and let's just say season one, right? Each episode in season one focuses on one individual Member for each episode, and then the end of season one could be them like coming together as the Wu Tang, like they come up with the name for the la- at the last scene or some shit, and then season two picks up from there, you know, demo tour, all that kind of stuff. I like that. I th- I think that'll be dope, but you know, the masses will probably be like, "Nah, this is boring." They'll probably cancel this shit. So I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see how this plays out. Um, I'm sure it's not coming out this year, so it'll probably be out. Probably maybe summer or some shit next year. I don't know. But I, I'm definitely looking forward to it, though. I'm definitely now, looking forward
0: Now, is this a documentary? Because I didn't get a chance to actually read the article. Is it a documentary style? Or is it like they doing a straight biopic? Or what, what's going on?
1: Well, I I think it's a biopic. But in series format. Like, gotcha. Yeah. So,
0: I don't so know. They might have to cast like people to play them. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yeah, that yeah, got yeah. that that got way more interesting there. Oh, you okay. thought it was gonna be them? Like just Well, I mean like documentary style, just broken up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or maybe like, you know, you get every, you know, member to kind of, you know, just come together and tell their viewpoints. Like, you know, just you know, testimonial style. So
2: yeah. you were thinking like behind the style. music. Exactly. Okay. Unsung
1: yeah, 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 yeah. That would be now, if it was that style, then it would probably just be like 2 or 3 hour long episodes. I'm thinking maybe 40 45 minute episodes yeah, in yeah. in seasons, you know.
2: Yeah, so I just I just did a quick search so it looks like yeah, it's a scripted 10 episode uh series, drama series. So, and it's being produced by the same person who produces Empire. So, whether you guys like Empire, or don't uh, that that can go either way but so yeah it's definitely going to be scripted so they're actually going to be casting people to play these guys
1: oh mm, it kind con- okay they can't they produce empire i don't know how i feel about that
0: it's just production that's, that's yeah, it's it, just it, it, you know producing it can mean a, a lot of different
2: stuff in how <laughs> like i've come to find out like you can be a producer on the film and literally all you did was order some donuts so like <laughs> <laughs>
1: shit i need to produce a producer credit there. <laughs> But yeah, de- definitely looking forward to this uh, this Wu Tang series. So shout out to Hulu on that. All right, so next on the docket, uh, I recently watched an interview with Jonah Hill on the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Now I- I'm a fan of Jonah Hill. I think Jonah Hill is hilarious. Um, but Jonah Hill is a is a, he is a hip hop head. Like to the core. And I was very shocked to hear that. <laughs> this was like an hour long interview. He was talking about all the people that he listened to growing up. Like only thing he ever really listened to was hip hop growing up. And I was like, damn, that's dope. I right, I'll see you, Jonah. Um, So he has written and directed a movie that's coming out soon called Mid 90s. And let me read the synopsis here. It says in 1990s Los Angeles, thirteen-year-old Stevie escapes his turbulent home, his turbulent home life by hanging out with a new group of friends he meets at a local skate shop, plunging him into a world of fun, danger, and excitement. Now, listening to Jonah Hill talk about this movie, it's mainly focused mainly focused on a kid who makes friends skateboarding and it has a hip hop soundtrack basically so all 90s hip hop is all throughout the movie that that intrigued me that actually made me interested to go see this movie i like i like skateboarding like i i've tried it in my you know in the past when i was younger but skateboarding skateboarding enough is not enough to get me to go see a movie but knowing that it's hip hop influenced especially in the soundtrack makes me interested to see this movie um, what, what do you guys think does that make you guys interested to see it even though Listen, Jonah Hill wrote and directed it well the thing
2: is is that uh, to to go back to the interview even before talking about it is that this is why I always say you can't judge who's a hip hop head just by their looks because looking at Jonah Hill would have never imagined that this guy was a hip hop head Hell no. but li- listening to him talk and his passion about hip hop like if we ever need a fourth member of the breaks like I'm reaching out to Jonah Hill like this <laughs> nigga, he knows his stuff like real talk he knows like his stuff real. um and i think that that's what makes me want to check out this movie even more is that it seems like it's true to him um he knows the culture as surprising as that is um and like you said skateboarding that whole skateboarding thing has always been interesting i i've never really tried the skateboard i had one at one point but i didn't take the crap serious um so yeah i'm definitely interested <laughs> in seeing the movie
1: nice yeah i think it comes out october 26th so if if y'all it so inclined go check it out. I think I'm going I think I'm going to see it. Um but thinking about that, thinking about this movie mid 90s and thinking about the series on Hulu that Hulu was doing with uh the Wu-Tang, it made me think like what's what's you guys' favorite hip hop movies or documentaries? Not saying the best, I'm saying you guys' favorites. Who wants to take it first? Oh, uh, well
0: I mean, you can always go to the, the what is it, Art Beats and Lyrics. But uh, the one about it's not Art Beats and Lyrics, Beats Beats, Rhyme, and Lyrics. But uh the damn it. I know. Tribe, tribe. About tribe. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason why they're so dope is because Michael Rappaport um directed it. You don't Michael Rappaport is kinda like Jonah Hill. You don't think about him and think about hip hop in the same sentence. But they're both Jewish and Jewish people really love hip hop because they're <laughs> rebels too. So you know, BC boys, think about it. Uh, same thing, right? Yeah. But the thing with that is like, he came together and he got Five Dog Q-Tip, those guys, you know, to get together and sit down and talk about the rise and the fall because he was such a fan of it. They didn't have to sit down with him That's and give dope. their story. That's what makes it dope. And then for somebody to highlight what tribe and their, you know, their uh, contributions to hip hop makes it even that much more better because, you know, they were like unsung heroes at a point. Yeah. So for them to get, you know, get a chance to tell their own story and then for somebody that has that, you know, that Hollywood pedigree or their Hollywood background to really fold it and put it together, I think that's dope. Agreed. Definitely agreed. Uh, what else? Uh, well, of course, you know, Fade to Black, <laughs> one of the greatest concerts <laughs> for hip hop, you know, I'm just saying. It documented the Black album and, you know, the one night concert in Madison Square. Um, it showed, you know, You know, a young Kanye, giving, you know, his all into his passion, into his music and giving it to Jay-Z. You know, all the star-studded, you know, people that came out to perform for him or with him that night in Madison Square Garden, which was supposed to be his last concert. I think that was dope. And oh, Welcome to Death Row is my last one. The rise and fall of one of hip-hop's most notorious record labels. (laughs) Um, it almost makes you kind of sad and scared to watch this because how Death Row moved as a label and all the fuck shit that they did in the background. Uh, You got testimonials from a lot of the former Death Row artists on that label. Um, A lot of people that were uh, around at that time, they told their stories and actually confirmed a lot of the shit that was going on. And um, at the end, it showed how everybody around pretty much crumbled. Snoop and Dre were the ones that left. Tupac's dead. Jimmy Iovine got all the money. It was kind of sad watching that and how they put it together. I was like, oh, wow. But Welcome to Death Row, definitely a must-see.
1: That's what's up. That makes me think, like, it's so many other stories that haven't been told yet. Like, I think there was a was that like a bad boy documentary on apple music or something like it was something bad boy related on apple music can't stop won't stop yeah that that was dope um i wouldn't mind seeing one on so so Def. like like it is it's so many like labels and artists that are becoming seasoned like we talked about a few weeks ago like you know like t.i like jay-z has a few documentaries on them um Shit, I would like to see a cash money, no limit document documentaries like those would be dope like hip hop is becoming and maybe it's growing out of its infancy and it's getting older, so a lot of the artists that we grew up with are older now, so we want to like see their stories because I know we don't know the, the full story of what happened to most of these artists, yeah. so at some point it would be great to see a documentary on on those artists so so Hayes what, what, did you, what you got so my first one. Um I don't even know
2: how well known this is but it's the show came out in 1995 produced by Russell Simmons um had interviews from Snoop Dogg Warren G Suge Knight was on here Big was on here Puff Daddy was on here and it was it was like really the first behind the scenes peak of uh artists and hearing them talk about their music because this was this was before the time of all the access that we have to artists now but the behind the musics the the unsung's all that so it was really the first type of film of its kind to really give us these artists in this way um the next one would be for me the art of rhyme and that one is because of the freestyle culture like it, it just the ciphers and everything it was it came out in 2000 uh one of the first ones like I think I don't remember when eight mile came out, but you know how everyone got entrenched in battle culture kind of after that came to the forefront, the freestyle, yeah. the art of rhyme does that. But from a true standpoint, you get to see people and them coming up in these lounges and these venues and what the battle rap type culture was. Um And then my last one that I have is the freshest kids came out in 2002. This one is B-boying, and I and I think that's an often forgotten about part of hip hop and why it became what it is, especially in the 80s, because you had uh, the people who were doing this dance and the break dancing. And that's what really got a lot of people into it, like breaking, you know, all that. So those would be my my three favorite uh, hip hop related documentaries.
1: That's dope, man. Um, So I'm going to go. I'm just going to throw a movie out there first. Uh, I'm going to go eight mile. I remember when I don't remember the year, but I remember watching Eight Mile when it came out, and when it came out on like DVD and shit. I had a PSP, and they I bought this. I bought the movie on PSP. I used to watch this shit all the time on my PSP. Like I, if the movie comes on, I could probably recite every rap that's in that movie like verbatim. Like that's crazy. Um, I. A Mile just had, I have a personal connection with A Mile because I love the, I love battle rap. I love the freestyle culture in that movie. So definitely A Mile. Now, as far as documentaries, one of my favorite hip hop documentaries is The Art of Rap. Now, this was done, um, done and narrated by Ice T, if I'm not mistaken. And he talked to so many different MCs to, for them to let him know how they go through their writing process. Some, some MCs, they, they just listen to a beat and they write everything in their head and they go in the booth and just spit it. Some MCs, they, they write out a story. It doesn't rhyme or anything. They just write out a story, right? And then they take certain lines or certain words and make it rhyme. And then there they have their verse. Some rappers just go in and just freestyle their verses. And then if they need to tweak something, they'll tweak a word or tweak a line or something like that. Like the art of rap is like one of the dopest documentaries I've ever seen. Just, just to get in the mind of an MC to see how they actually come up with the songs that we hear. Like I thought that was so dope, so dope. Um, another, another documentary is Art of Organ, Art of Organized Noise. It's act. This is actually a Netflix original documentary series. Um, and it follows. The organized noise, the producers that are big with the Dungeon Family, and it, it detailed everything that that the, the rise of them with the Dungeon Family in Atlanta, with Outkast, um, Goody Mob, all those all those good fellas, and just showing how they went from making beats in in somebody's basement to winning Grammys like that. That shit was amazing to me. That that was so amazing. So that that's actually a, that's a good one. Netflix original. And then there's a one more Netflix original movie that came out this year called The After Party. Now this this is a movie about a guy that's trying to get signed to a label. Oh, so yeah, I seen it. Have you seen it? Yeah. yeah, 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 and, yeah. And this movie has it has cameos from any rapper you can think of in the industry. Like Jadakiss played like a train conductor or some bullshit. Like I that was trash, but it was like, ah, oh, that's Jadakiss. I ain't. Um <laughs> But it, it follow it follows this cat. Um uh, his real his real name is Kyle. Um I can't remember his character name, but it follows this dude and his manager, and they're trying to get to this AR guy to for, so Kyle can rap for him so he can get signed but like they go through all these different situations and Kyle is narrating narrating each situation with a rap and this dude can rap like he's he takes what he sees and like puts the shit in the words and rhyme and verse form and the shit is the shit is dope the shit is amazing so I, I will I would recommend after party for you guys to watch as well so you guys got anything else I just want to nope. piggyback off after party like I watched
2: After Party one day, sitting down bored as hell. You know, I go through Netflix. I saw it. I didn't even re- realize Kyle was the same guy from the I Spy with my little, that song. That's the guy who, yeah. cause that's the only song I, I'm familiar with of his, but dude can spit. Yes, he can. <laughs> like, and throughout this yes, whole movie, he like he's dropping these freestyles and you're just like, damn. So what is he doing?
1: This? Man, dope. Yeah. I, 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 Tiana Taylor too in that movie. Hey, oh, oh <laughs> she she has a she has a stripper scene in the movie and i'll just leave it at that <laughs> all right so we're going to get into our first commercial break and we'll be back right after that
0: Where we are spilling the tea weekly, on latest trends, celebrity news, and the culture. Check out tea time with I'm Just Saying, available on the Breaks Media. Hold on to them cups. <laughs> you don't wanna miss this. Yo,
1: just doing my thing. Man. Yeah, man. Everything around me. Get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, yo. I grew up on the crime side, the New York Times side. Saying the lie was no job. Had second hands, moms bounced on old man. So then we moved to Shallon Land. A young dude, you're rocking the goat tooth. Low goose, only way I began to York was drug loot. And let's start like this, son. One and that one pulling out gaps for fun, but it was just a dream for the team who was a fiend. Started smoking rules at 16 and running up in gates and doing hits by high stakes. Making my way on five stakes. No question, I was speed for cracks and weed. The combination made my eyes bleed. No question, I would flow up and try to get the door off. Sticking up white boys on board Ladies and gentlemen, you are back with The Breaks Radio, um, and the song you just heard was Cream by the Wu-Tang Clan. Um, all right, fellas, do we? did you guys listen to Cardi's new song? I did not get a chance to listen to it. Hey, did you listen to it?
2: I have listened to it.
1: What What are our first thoughts?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's high. I mean, <laughs> I really, I would say this, as much as I loved uh, her first album, I feel like this first single is it a single or is it just like I don't know what it is but it's a disappointment I think
1: it's, I think it's just a single yeah
2: it's a disappointment
1: it's a disappointment really it's a disappointment to me
2: I expected more man and I, I have a very maybe maybe I've let that that first album how much I loved it maybe I've let it get my expectations a little too high for Cardi because mm-hmm. I expected the next new piece of the release that we got from Cardi to just be fire
1: this one's okay to me I don't hate
2: it but it's just okay <sighs>
1: I'm gonna use some current slang. I think this song is a bop. Like is that a good that's a good thing, right?
0: Yeah. Why you make it sound so awkward when you say it? You 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 make you sound like such an old man when you say it's just a bop for him. That's
1: that's, that's how I feel when I say it. That's how I feel when I say it. You're
0: you're the youngest one in this group.
1: I know, but I feel I I feel like I feel like (laughs) 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 No, but I I like the song. I like it. Mm -hmm. Um I think it's dope that, you know, she went through, you know, she, she had a baby, you know, mm-hmm. she, um, nursed her baby and now she's getting back to the music all in the same year. Like it seems like her hot streak hasn't fizzled out yet. Like it seems like she can't miss. She can't miss right now. That's a fact.
0: Let me fa- pose this question. You think Cardi's going pop star? a.
1: I would honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Not with this song, but I I, I, mean, I would be surprised. In
0: general, like, and this is just me posing the question. I haven't heard the song, but for her to come out with another single that's not associated with this album, it's not on any soundtrack or anything like that. So it's kind of like you're keeping the quote unquote train going. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Well, you don't necessarily have
1: to. Hey, as long as she don't start singing, I'm good. You I mean she, And it's she funny because already, I wouldn't singing. <laughs> But you know
2: she harmonizes. She does. She she harmonizes. Yeah. But uh, James Biko mentioned last week how uh, like Nicki Minaj kind of jaw ruled herself. But <laughs> what? <laughs> and I'm not going into a Nicki thing. But what if Cardi does what Fifty did to ja and takes what she does and uses it for her success? I mean, why not? Shit. And okay. I think. Uh, Hey, Cardi's fan base at this point is getting to a point, um, this early in her career with the first album that I feel like it's not just about the song that she releases. It's about the visuals. It's about the video. She does it. It's about the rollout on social media. It's about the, how they can imitate her from it. Like she's becoming now where it's not just about the music with her fans, her particular heavy fan base. And once you get to that point, it's been proven, especially nowadays, you can ride that success out for a decade almost. Yeah.
0: This is true. Hey, another sidebar. Did you guys see when she purred on that mic? That might have been the sexiest thing I've seen always. Listen,
2: listen, I had to stop watching. Been,
0: it. That might have been, that might have been. And it went, and it went on. It went on for
2: like three <laughs> minutes. Like I watched like a good minute and a half. I was like, you know what? Right. I gotta offset
0: go. Lucky man. <laughs> Shout out to the guy
1: at offset. We see you, King. We need that
2: solo album, by the way. We need that solo album.
1: <laughs> Big facts. Wait. So, okay, because another sidebar. <laughs> so y'all, y'all killed Quavo last week. Thank you. I'm so glad I didn't have to listen to that album. I'm so happy. I'm so you're, happy. You're delighted to know that I didn't finish this, did you? You caught that, right? Yes, okay. I caught it. I was like, okay. Yes, goddamn it. I don't want to hear shit else about uh, Astro World. No, but <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, but I heard Offset is working on the album, a, a mm-hmm. solo album, and so is Takeoff. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask y'all, who do y'all think gonna have the better album between the two? Oh, Offset. I I don't think I agree. Takeoff be kind of spitting on the low, like I'm, I'm, I'm saying,
2: Offset say got the juice, man. Offset do have the juice, and he got, he had, Quavo, he got Cardi. Quavo
1: had the juice too, but uh, you see what happened? Well, Listen, according to y'all, at least
2: if if Offset if this album doesn't turn anything into a duet album with him and Cardi B, he's going to, he, it's going to sell. Like he has the secret weapon right now.
1: She'll probably be on like three tracks. It'll probably be 20 tracks on there. (laughs) All flip, all filler. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we
0: you know part of me like you know kind of gassed the the quavo train but i wasn't pushing for no damn album like i was like you know like quavo just seems to be the face of what we consider you know what we consider to be the face of the migos but that album
1: garbage if if they still made cbs that's a frisbee for your dog (laughs) (laughs) shit that's funny Oh, man. OK, we're back on track now. We're back on track. <laughs> All right. So I I recently read an article on HipHopDX.com mm-hmm. and it, w- it was it's an article that has it said the headline is 10 pre-Twitter songs that would have driven the timeline crazy. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was an interesting concept. So I, I looked it up and Twitter actually debuted March 21st, 2006. I didn't know that that's yeah that's like hell is a go so it it, like it got me to thinking like okay so prior to 2006 right throughout all of just music history what songs would have really like set twitter on fire because there have been some of course really controversial songs to come out just in life so Mm -hmm. I wanted to pose the question to you guys like what songs do you think would have like really just set twitter on fire especially black twitter
0: I'll have to go something straight drama based and I'm going to go Confessions part two by Usher. Um, that song would have, yeah, cause people just love the drama. Like imagine how big the song was with radio. Like that was pre before, like Black Planet was popping when the song came out. <laughs> so imagine what Twitter would have did with it. You know what I'm saying? Like. That song was everywhere. And the fact that it was a cryptic message and everybody thought he was talking about his relationship. The Twitter police would have been like, oh, he's talking about Chili. No, like, no, JD wrote the song, you idiots. Like, it's really him and Janet. Like, oh, like, People would have been trying to put it together. And that's what Twitter does. So that's definitely one of my picks. Like, I
1: definitely would have went Usher Confessions part two. That's a, that's a good pick. That's a real good pick. My first one, and I think y'all probably have this. I'm going to say hit him up, Tupac. Just off the first, like, sentence alone, this shit would have sent Twitter in the uproar. That's why I fucked your wife, you fat. M-. What? Yeah. I, everybody would have took that shit and ran. Not to mention the rest of the damn song. So, hit them hit up is definitely, definitely one that would have set this shit on fire. My oh. first
2: one, <laughs> and I'm, and I really thought Johnny was gonna pick this one first. Um, yeah. that's why I kinda steered away from it, but since nobody said it yet, no Vaseline would have had Twitter shut down. Like, <laughs> down. They would have had it buy whole new servers, everything. Like it would have been <laughs> shut down. Like, phew. especially NWA where they were at that point in the game. Ice Cube separating off into his own thing. Like we all know Twitter loves the drama, but the lines that he had in there, first of all, the Jews would have been pissed off. Secondly, the NWA fans would have been pissed off. And don't forget, we're now in the LGBT era. Oh what he God. said about, about <laughs> MC Ren in that song. Everybody would have been pissed off. Everybody.
0: And, and you know what else? People would have been tagging NWA members. Like, y'all heard this shit? Like, y'all heard this shit? Like, heard this shit? Like, that would have been petty. So, like, if Jerry Heller had a Twitter, which I'm pretty sure is it's very possible, right? <laughs> they would have been tagging him. Listen to what Cube said about you. <laughs> shit. But it's a troll. I love it. But you know what? I got to know, y'all. People love dance challenges, Right. Right. So juvenile back that ass up. Boom.
2: <laughs> there definitely would be a challenge for that.
0: <laughs> it would definitely be a challenge for that. It de- like
1: See see who could twerk mic. in like the craziest positions and right? shit.
0: Drops Mike. Like niggas been twerking everywhere. Well, chicks been twerking everywhere, yo.
1: Y'all remember um not the mannequin planking, y'all remember planking, oh God, it, people used to oh my God, people used to do the dumbest shit with that.
0: Somebody planked on top of like a McDonald's sign, like it was like the, the high joint.
1: how do how do you even get up there? Who
0: knows, but it was,
1: eff- shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that shit is crazy. Um, okay, I'm gonna go <laughs> a tribe called Quest. I think it's I think it's scenario only for one line five said. bust a nut inside your eye to show you where I come from. That would have been on so many like Instagram, Twitter captions and shit. Was that the? Was that a different song? Was that the, that was that
0: song, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. I'm thinking that's all. I'm
1: just okay. <laughs> Only for that one line. The rest of the song was dope. That that line was just crazy. Like at the time, that was like what? That was ninety. What what year was that? But no nobody was saying shit like that in the song. But a nut inside your eye to show you where I come from. At the time, that shit was crazy.
2: My my next one would be um. And it came out the year before Twitter. Um, Bin Laden, Immortal Technique, Fiction, Most Deaf, and Eminem. Talking about George Bush. Y'all don't know, nobody remembers this? Mm, talking about fake know. Christians and politicians. No, nobody really remembers this song? But the no. fact
0: that you're going I there with all that it. content. Yeah, I'm that... that. <laughs> <go with
2: this>. <laughs> <laughs> talking about uh how they funded Al-Qaeda. Been, like, especially after the 9-11, like, this... This is crazy. This is crazy. No, like, I'm the only one on this panel who knows this song. But yeah, Moto Technique, Bin Laden featuring most deaf and Eminem, this would have shut the internet down.
0: You know what? And that's kinda like like I mean now these songs i I know this song isn't lyrically the same, but you know, uh Lil Wayne's version of Georgia Bush where he mm-hmm. he did that. Yeah. Like, going at Bush and talking about the problems in New Orleans and all that stuff. That would have, you know, that would have caused some, you know, some uproar. Because that was...
1: Was that 2006?
2: I think that was 2006.
1: Damn. Never mind, here. <laughs> well, I mean, Twitter, Twitter was just popping. So, you know, people weren't really on it yet, though. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. But,
0: yeah, that was the the little Wayne that everybody loved. So, it was on Dedication 2. So, imagine the Dedication 2 hashtag that would have been popping.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Off that song alone. So, yeah. But... I got another one. Drop it like it's hot, read it with Jay Z. Right? You got a
2: lot you got a lot of ass aching songs on your list. I see that. Well, well, <laughs> I know,
0: Yeah, but hey man, y'all know me. Mate. But 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 uh no, because of the line that he threw at R. Kelly, like, you know, take it like a flow you meant the, the take it like a man the flow ran you off the there's state, state. a Um go and get your lawyers, try to sue as dot. Take that lawyer lo- uh take the lawyer Take that civil case and drop it like it's hot. I'm like, ah, everybody hates R. Kelly anyway but the fact that everybody you know i said i butchered the you know the lines but the fact that he threw that shot at r kelly like you know this is a pending legal case like you just don't talk shit on the, you don't talk shit on the
2: song.
1: man <laughs> hell no uh okay so the next one i got i guess you i guess you could call this a deep cut but it's eminem and the, the song is called kill you
2: Oh, yes. I know,
1: I know CJ knows this song. Yes. Now, in, in today's climate with the whole Me Too and, you know, sexual assault, LGBTQ, this song would have set off all alarms for like all these groups. Like the hook goes, um, bitch, I'ma kill you. You don't want to fuck with me. Girls, neither. You ain't nothing but a slut to me. Like that's the hook of the song. So just imagine what the verses say. I'm not even going to repeat that shit. If y'all want to listen, y'all go back and listen to it. But that, Listen, Eminem would have got canceled for sure <laughs> had that Listen, shit came out today. You can
2: almost put anything from Eminem's first two, three albums on this list.
1: Real. No, that's real. Oh, so, uh, shit. Uh, Kim? The song yes. Kim? Oh, yes. no. Nah. Yeah, they would They would have really got Eminem the fuck up out of here had that shit dropped today.
2: Yeah, facts. Jesus Christ. <laughs> My, uh, my last one, uh, especially since you took Kim, I had another one, but you, you just mentioned Kim, uh, Ghetto Boys, Mind of a Lunatic, 1989, no, <laughs> shut up. they would have got the fuck up, like, somebody would have killed them, like, I. Yeah, the Secret Service would have been like, look, y'all just just come on. Just, don't even ask why. Just, just, just come
0: on. I'm, I'm, you know what, Hayes? I'm glad you went back in the time machine. Now, I want to pose this question. Now, a politically charged on like a fight to power or even fuck the police, you think that would shut the Twitter streets down? Like even it's not messy. It's political. It speaks to the climate of even what's going on today, even though these songs are 30 years old, right? But do you think? It'll like shut social media down. Like, oh my God, listen to what they're saying about this is how we feel.
2: You know, I, I'm always surprised that considering everything that happens to the police now that someone hasn't dropped a 2018 version of fuck the police. Yeah. Um, I don't think it will shut it down. I think it would more like rally everyone together. Like, I think that would become yeah. the theme song. Like if yeah. that would happen like last summer when all the shootings and somebody would have came out with, like a fuck the police. Like, I, it, yeah, yeah, it would, it would have, I think, I think. It wouldn't have shut Twitter down, but it definitely got some people killed because some people would have been bumping that song and wouldn't have really fuck somebody up.
1: Oh, that's real. Yeah, can y'all, can y'all imagine <clears throat> Fox News and CNN covering that, covering those types of songs today?
2: Like uh, the
0: the high takes that they'll have on hip hop after that.
1: Man, man, and you you know you know who's going to mention it. You know the guy in the president's office is going to mention some shit like that if some shit like that come out today.
2: Oh, and Tommy Lauren.
1: Could you imagine what
2: Tommy Warren oh. would do
1: with something like that? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, it's, it's crazy to even think about. Now, Hayes, you, you mentioned Immortal Technique earlier, and it made me think of a song of his called, I think it's called Dance with the Devil. And in that song, it, it, follows, it follows a kid that wants to join a gang, and in order to join it, he has to beat and gang rape a woman. In order to join. And it turns out the, the woman that they beat and gang rape was his mother. Ooh. When I, yeah, when I first heard that, that, that song fucked me up like for a minute. Yeah. I, I remember listening to it like on Pandora or some shit. This was like years ago and like it came on. I was like, Oh, this is interesting. And at the end, he, he said this shit. I was like, Whoa. I took the headphones off. I had to get up. I was like, This is heavy. <laughs> this shit is crazy. <laughs> so yeah, that, that, that's wild. That's, a, that's a wild song. All right. Y'all, y'all got any more?
0: Uh, I got one more like just to to think about how classic this is affect everything when they do drop like imagine if you know ether dropped mm. like just then like you know for whatever you think about the song what he was saying what he was going who he was going at. Johnny was like, yes, like I could Like he would Matter he would tweet he would th- tweet the th- hallelujah
2: hands. <laughs> Matter of fact. Bro, bro, what was your reaction when you first heard Ether? Like we've never had this conversation. As a Jay Z oh. fan. Listen.
0: Like, I went and got still mad, so it didn't matter. Like, I was, I mean, I'm more, I'm, I'm more Jay than Nas, but it's like, I, you know, I respect the crap, but you know, if I'm gonna choose somebody Jay. but the thing is, when I heard it, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. You top
1: out, you top out, ho, oh, go work it out. Oh, chill, chill, chill. He said you 36 in a karate class? Oh, uh, with the, with the white belt?
0: <laughs> Man, I was like, damn, ho, what you gonna do, bro? And then, not to mention, the whole "I'm I'm not a biter, I'm a writer" thing that they put out. Whoever did that at the time.
1: Oh, the the YouTube video. Yeah,
0: uh-huh. like they used all to play right. it on the radio. Really? I don't know. What that is. Remember, like it was like a twenty minute joint of oh, all man. the joints that Jaden bit. <laughs> it was like a twenty. It's like and every time it was like, "I'm not a biter, I'm a writer," and then it would go into another thing that he bit, and then "I'm not <laughs> a biter, I'm a writer." It would go into another one. I said, "Shit, this might be worse than either." <laughs> Whoever did this had all the time, had and this was back in old. This is back in like 2000. You know, hold on. That line is from the Black album, so it had to be like oh three oh four.
1: And just bro. think, we ain't, they ain't have nearly the technology we got now to chop that shit. You, to do that then, you had all the time. Listen, they had to take it like a week. To do that shit, oh, that. and then convert it to put the shit on YouTube. Like, come on. See, Johnny got a lot of
2: information. We know he hates Jay Z. I think Johnny's admitting that it was him who did it. <laughs> yeah,
1: a not an 0 no fool. Not an no old fool.
0: Bro. Not an no old fool. that <laughs> <laughs> with a uh, AOL uh, free
1: <laughs> Not the free joint. That's it's funny. <laughs> funny. Uh, I didn't. I didn't have that type of time in old no fool. I was still in high school. Yeah I, yeah, I wasn't doing that shit. That's, that's funny. All right, we're going to get into our next commercial break, and we'll be back on the other side of that. This is Ms.
0: 100. And this is Lady T. And we are the, the Hood, Hood Geniuses, Geniuses Podcast. Podcast.
1: Every Monday, we are releasing an episode, so make sure y'all stay tuned.
0: And you can follow us on Twitter at Hood Geniuses Pod, on Facebook, Hood Geniuses Podcast, and on IG, Hood Geniuses Pod.
1: And make sure y'all subscribe to our YouTube page so y'all can see us live and in the flesh.
0: Yeah, and uh, we don't need Lady T to knuck and buck <laughs> for y'all to start listening to us. You know what I'm saying? So don't
1: make Lady T knuck and buck. Hey, listen, I mean, eventually, you know what I'm saying? Lady T is getting up in age, so it may be I may be in my wheelchair on my can, I don't know. But I will get to you.
0: <laughs> yeah, so make sure y'all do that. Hit that subscribe button, follow, and y'all can email us at Geniuses. Pod at gmail.com. Thank you. Say my prayers, brush my teeth, clear my thoughts, roll a leaf down and me, smoke again, hit the streets, me and no one in the jeep, and I'm thinking Rob's gonna keep, LA in the bay, game geek, for about a week, me deep in some shit, in a spot you'll never see, when a deal come, get the deal done, Fuck the next flight, it's all bug. but when it's more love, you are less light, it's F late for cruise the f tape, you can pick or choose the win or lose on your best night, talk about your best sight, vision with your third, living on the edge, but I'm pivoting on the curve, you don't get it, just know I still give it, when you got it, from a block where
1: it's, Mad guns and All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are back with The Breaks Radio. And for our last topic, so 2018, right? We have seen a lot, a lot of albums come out in 2018. Um, I would say between 2017 and 2018, this might be one of the best two-year runs in hip hop in a long time. Do you guys agree? Yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah. It's
1: it's been some. It's it was definitely some heat in 2017, but 20 I didn't think 2018 would be better than 2017. But I, I could you could argue that 2018 has been better, especially with the number of releases that have come out. Um, but because so many albums have come out this year, I'm I'm curious to know from my from my brothers. Like how many of these albums that come out that have come out this year have replay value? So the question that I pose to them is what are your, I would say, maybe top three albums that have the best replay value of all the albums that have come out in 2018? Who want to take it first? I'll take it first um, just
2: because this first one is easy for me, um, but definitely Daytona. Daytona has tons of replay value for me personally. It's a quick listen as well, which adds to it. I mean, I know the whole seven track album thing and I have issues with that, but we're just talking about going back in, diving in and just really taking in a whole album again. Daytona is, is definitely my first pick for this year so far. Nice.
0: Yeah. Like, I, it's like, I hate to use this, but I'm going to. Um, like, I love Daytona as well. So I'm going to just take that door over there since it's already been mentioned. Of course, I'm going Astral World. Like, I, I cannot stop listening to that album because of the, the way it flows together. And I think that the production is good. I love the features. Like, I, I can't praise the album enough on this platform. Um, it just flows together. And then it, it's under an hour. I mean, what well, it's like right at an hour. It's like 59 minutes. So
1: that's okay. I'm, I ain't going to say it's dope because I haven't listened. But for my, <laughs> for my for my first one I'm actually going I'm going Black Thought Streams of Thought Volume 1. Mm-hmm. Now like Daytona this is also a short lit. This is actually shorter than Daytona. It's five tracks. Um but I could just I could throw it on on my way to work and I could just listen to bars all bars on my way to work. Um th- this is a great short album. Like it le- it still leaves me wanting more every time I listen to it. Like I'm hoping there's a volume two, like before the year, before the year is over. Like that's how great this album is to me. I don't even know, I don't even feel comfortable calling it an album, but I guess technically it is, but so yeah, Black Thought, Streams of Thought volume one is definitely top three replay value of this year. I I can't argue that pick at all and for a lot of the reasons I mentioned with Daytona I think the
2: same thing and even more so because it's literally you just turn it on and you hear bars and it's great. Um so I'll put you on that. I like that pick. My next pick however though, this one I almost didn't leave it on the list um but Swimming Mac Miller and I don't know if mm. if if it's Part, partially because he's gone and that definitely, I think when you, when you hear the mood of the album and now that he is gone, it adds to it. But this is definitely Mac Miller's, I think, most complete work. And I, I love most of the songs on this album. This definitely has replay. And again, I think there's a, a, a distinction that we need to make sure that we're making. We're not saying these are the three best albums of 2018. We're saying these are the ones that have the most replay value and swimming definitely is on my list.
0: Yeah. I, I actually really, really love that pick and I actually kind of forgot about Mac. Uh, Max album, like, because it came out in such a crazy time. And then I think it was the Astro World Weekend. And it was something else that came out that weekend too. So I I might be overlooking another album, but that is definitely Max' most complete work to me. I really love that album. And it's a, it's almost like a swan song, but it's like, I hate to say that because he's gone. Like, you know what I'm saying? For the reasons that he's gone. But Swimming is a shit. I was praising that album on the Timeline the other day. I really love that album. I just don't know what to say about it and where to put it. It's kind of, it's kind of in that weird space. You're like, oh, it's a classic. I can see it aging really well, but you know, I don't, I don't call anything classic right away,
2: but yeah.
0: just getting to my, my second album, but I love that pick case. Um, I'm going to go dime track. Um, yeah. that album is because when I like these, these are the albums that when I put them on, I played them through from one to the end. Yep. And there's not like I'm going to this one to listen to said song. I'm going to listen to the the project as a whole because I I really want to enjoy it as a whole. I don't want to take one song and play it. No, no, no. I need the whole thing, the whole thing. So that's why I said Astroworld and I'm going down trap because those are the albums that I can play all together.
1: That's dope. It's it's interesting you mentioned that because my next pick, I'm I'm picking that for the same reason. Um, so Sky Zoo and Celebration of Us, like it's there's only one song on the album that I would just pick out and play on my own. But the album as a whole, like from beginning to end is nothing but immaculate storytelling. Like if I'm going on a long drive because this album is about an hour, maybe a little bit over. If I'm going on a long drive somewhere, I'm definitely like this is in my rotation. This is going to be in my rotation for years to come. This album is just that great. And if you if you guys, if the listeners haven't listened to this album, I definitely encourage it because this is a this is an amazing album. So Sky Zoo and Celebration of Us. That's my next pick. I like that pick. I actually like that pick a lot.
2: Um, My next one and this one may be the, the easiest one to pick. But Nipsey, Victory Lap, like start to finish. I love I love something about every song on that album, even if it's not necessarily Nipsey, even if it maybe isn't the verses on the song as a whole music sonically this is one of my favorite albums to just listen to so definitely third on my list higher on my list of best albums of the year but for replay value it's third yeah
0: yeah most definitely you know i love i love victory lap so i won't even get into that but <laughs> that's I, I might be suffering from a bit of recency bias so i'm gonna go reason uh there you have it um because it's so short and because the album is stellar in production <coughs> i really enjoy this album, because like we keep stating, it's something that I enjoy about every song that I don't necessarily have to, you know, I don't want to take it out of order. I need the whole story. So I need everything from, you know, the drunk uncle singing Al, you know, Al Ring at the <laughs> beginning to the very last song. I forgot, I forgot the name of the last song, but I love it. It's kind of like a anthem type song. Now the... We'll talk about this later. I don't want to side. Well, you know what? Let's fucking side. Go, go on. Um, with the reason album, like the more I listen to it, I, I'm I'm feeling like TDE has like an album like template, and it seems like mm-hmm. people just follow it. It that's kind of like how I'm feeling because it feels like a little bit of Kendrick and J. Rock all throughout this album. The- and I'm not saying he's rapping like them. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. But just what I'm listening to, and I, maybe the reason I love it so much, not to say it's not because he can't rap. But it's like, what's separating him from his label mates at this
2: point now? I, Shit, his voice? I don't know. Exa- I agree that there is a template. There's a TDE template. And yeah. I think, I think that it's a story being told throughout the album. And we don't really yeah. get that with everyone. So it all coming yeah. from one label is you, you notice it more. Um, yeah. but I still think that even though there's a template that with the Reason album, it still feels very Reason. Like you still yeah, yeah. get, his unique take on it um so it's kind of it's kind of like like marvel marvel movies have a form a formula but I each like one with with the way that they deliver the story you get a a, a different uh-huh. slight differences because of the main character they've done a, a great job of making each main character unique and tde's yeah. done that as well like you get a tde template but yeah. the artist's Kind of is able to make that template their own, and I, so I, I agree with you there.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not like I want to take away from because reason we we fuck with you, bro. I fuck with you. I don't want you to feel like I'm <laughs> I'm trying to. You know, take away from this album being great. Right. it just feels like I don't. I don't want things to be lost in the shuffle because of what other people can listen to. Because like, I, when I'm listening, I was like, I can see the elements of his label mates on here, and I'm not sure if that's necessarily a good or a bad thing.
1: But maybe that's why everybody on that label works so well. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, let me ask y'all this. So I, I finally got a chance to watch the uh, ciphers from the Hip Hop Awards. Yeah, that was my first time actually seeing what reason looks like Mm -hmm. i don't think he's he doesn't sound the way he looks does that make sense like i i didn't picture the way he looks with his voice like listening to his album i can't picture the him the way he looks i don't know i don't know what i thought he looked like but it wasn't that (laughs) (laughs) i'm not saying that's a bad thing it's just he killed the cypher though oh 100 he had he had like a, a joe budden maybe academics Flip that was crazy. Like, that was crazy.
0: Yeah, I had a few everyday struggles. Oh, was, somebody else did that too. I, to
1: say that, I, yeah.
0: I think that might have been the flawless real
1: talk, dude. He I think. Crazy. I think. Um, I know y'all talked about this last week, but make sure they need to do something because. Overall, the ciphers were trash. Like over overall, mm-hmm. I mean, there were a few people here and there that spit, but like over no, they got to do something different. They need to get they even they either need to mix some old heads with some new cats that can actually spit or something, cause the, like Casanova, the block boy, pe- like. I know they I know they have their fan base because they do what they do, but they don't need to be in the site. They don't need to be in ciphers rapping. They don't need to, they don't need to be there.
2: It's a lot of unprepared cats in these ciphers, And I think that it's ruining like for people who don't really aren't really entrenched in like what a Cypher can be a freestyle or battle rap. And that's their like entryway. That's all they see every year. Like it's a bad look like people need to go into a way more prepared. Yeah, 100 percent. So I just had to throw that in there.
0: Well I mean right. they don't they don't take it seriously. I mean these are signed artists and stuff like that for the most part, most of them are. So uh, you know, I'm not looking to, for Block Boy to give me a verse anyway. Like I'm that's not who I look to it for anyway. So how was he picked? I don't know. Was it a right. label thing? Was it, you know, you know politics? Who knows? But it we probably gotta revisit this conversation because the BT ciphers do go up and down depending on, who, you know, what's going yep. on. And I think probably the best years to me were probably the, the, like the, when they did the crew stuff, like when the good music had one, shady had one, uh, you know, but they do go up and down. That's all. But overall, I, I see your point though, Johnny. Like they were trash overall. And then it's like, you only can take a verse or two from sad ones.
1: Yeah. They could have just had one big ass cipher with the people that actually spit. And we would have been fine instead of having so many with just, okay, like, just okay rappers or dance rappers, as I'll call them right now.
0: Well, even the one with Black Boy, right? He had people in there that could rap. It's as he fucked it up. Yeah. Like, and like, you know, everybody can you know, everybody has a different level of bars and lyricism in the way that they rap. But I'm not, I'm not talking about Black Boy. I'm talking about these other guys. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I would have never heard of a flawless real talk who I just became a fan of just off the cipher. Right. If he wasn't on the cipher. You know what I'm saying? So it's a way for people that are virtually unknown in a way to get out there. All these cats that are getting ready to drop their next single or a debut album to kinda of get their names out. It's cool that, you know, now if you want an old head cipher, we do need that. I do, I would want to see that, but we still need a mix of these new guys and the up and coming talent. That's who I, I'm still looking for because hip hop is always the fresh, new, exciting. Who's coming next? Who's right. coming next? So right. that's what mm-hmm. I, I would like to see, but it, it I mean, it, it, I, I feel your point though.
1: Yeah, man. Um, all right. I got to get to my last, my last pick here. Um, all right. So I actually have two more picks for replay value albums of 2018. Um, so I'm going J-Rock Redemption. Um, for reasons we already stated, like from beginning to end, it's probably like one to zero skips on this album for me. Like the album is amazing. And then it, it ends with the song Win, which I feel like is like the perfect way to end the album. Like that, that song is amazing and it ends the album perfectly. And then for my last pick, I'm actually going Cardi B, Invasion of Prophecy. Like I'm still surprised at how much I like the album. <laughs> Like, no lie. I, I still can't believe how much I like it. Like it's a, it's a really good album. It's it's a really good album. I thank you, Cardi. I appreciate that. Now before before we go, I wanna ask you guys, right, are you guys still listening to any albums from twenty seventeen? If so, which ones? Um, uh,
0: honestly, the only one I probably revisited as of lately is uh Belly Mumble Rap because I've been listening to the new album Immigrant. So the new album "Immigrant" made me want to go listen to, you know, mumble rap and you know enjoy that project as well. Uh, but you know, just overall going back to seventeen, not not the way the, the breaks record. I ain't got time.
2: <laughs> 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 that's
1: true. That's true as hell.
2: That's funny. Hayes, what about you? I big crit for sure. It like is a mighty long time. I definitely go back to pieces of that album. Um, you know what? Surprisingly, is like that's not that I haven't really gone back to in like six months is damn from Kendrick Lamar. And I'm a huge Kendrick fan. And I really have, I don't think I've listened back to anything from that album. Maybe, maybe humble occasionally, but as far as like a whole album, listen, no, nah, I really think crit is like the only full album. Listen, I go back to from 20,
1: 2017. It doesn't surprise me. I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> like, damn was a damn was a good album i won't say it was an okay album it was a good album but for me personally it's not it doesn't have much replay value like i'll listen to dna i'll listen to humble if it comes on like i'll actually go and play dna but i'm not going to play anything else from the album if humble comes on i'll let it rock but i'm not looking for humble to play it you know um but for me though <clears throat> i'm still listening listening to no dope on sundays oh, like okay. that's still that one's still dope. <laughs> Yes, I, I thought that was the
2: 2018 album, but yeah, yeah, it, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. That just blended into my 2018. But yeah, no dope on Sundays, definitely. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. but that that's really the only full album I'm still listening to from 2017. Everything, everything else is like a song here and there, you know, yeah. not much. All right, there has been another episode of the Breaks Radio, fellows. You want to leave the listeners with uh, any last words and where they can find you on social media?
0: Man, I love every single one of y'all. And I'm the mind of Ralph on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me. I might follow you back if you look like a real person. Gotcha. Hollywood. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't follow Botstack. <laughs> uh,
2: I am I'm CEO Hayes. You can follow me at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. I am like my uh, brother Ralph. I will follow you back regardless, unless you're one of those weave pages. Like,
1: oh. That, that, what
0: <laughs> i <laughs> <Goddamn laughs> I've been I've been playing with my social media and all I've been getting is these goddamn hair <laughs> weaves. Fuck is going on,
1: yo. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh man. All right. this this is Johnny. Y'all find me on Twitter, J-O-N two underscores the letter B. Uh Instagram JBS underscore ESL underscore A-A-M-U. And I just want to say, whenever y- whenever y'all have the opportunity to travel outside of the country. Take it like save save money Whatever you need to do take it Because it's it's more than the United States Like there's an entire world out there I need y'all should definitely check it out Whenever y'all get a chance all right And don't forget to follow all of us Collectively as the Breaks Radio on Twitter all right And we out peace peace Okay this Has been a presentation of the Break Radio Fuck the
0: police coming Straight from the Young nigga got it bad cause I'm brown And not the other color so police think They have the authority to kill a minority Fuck that shit cause I ain't the one Throw a punk motherfucker with a badge and Nigga is selling narcotics You rather see me in the pen than me and Lorenzo